0: Welcome back to Dave and Drew do movies. I'm Dave and I'm Drew. And today's topic is, uh, someone who I'm not sure is famous. He's, everyone knows him, but yet is he famous? James McAvoy. He's uh, oh
1: James McAvoy.
0: He seems very well known. He's both underrated and well known. It's a strange category to be in. Um, but he does, he was in split. Um, I feel like the first time I saw him was the X Men series, but I didn't realize that he was uh, the little guy, little ramhorn horn guy. Uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Wait, wait. Chronicles of Narnia.
1: Yeah. What was his, um, what was his name in that?
0: Uh, let's see, Mister Tumnus.
1: Mister Tumnus. That's right. Yeah. I didn't read or see either one of those movies. Oh, I didn't read. I didn't. Excuse me. I didn't read the book or see the movie, but I did see. Um, epic movie when they made fun of it so uh that's about as much as i know about the chronicles of narnia
0: i'm on the opposite spectrum of that Uh, i wouldn't watch whatever you just said but i have seen (laughs) the chronicles of narnia but only the first one i don't think i could get into the rest of them it's uh it's slow at least i think it's slow but um he's he's both he's taken on that role as charles xavier for the x-men series like the younger x-men Uh, He's only, like, what, 10 years older than us. But, man, like, his his career took off. It seems like he does a lot of weird uh, indie films. I wouldn't say indie films, but, like, independent films that are just – well, that is an indie film. But, like, stuff you don't hear of with, like, people you've never heard of.
1: Right. So it's funny It's funny you you say that because the minute you said that – the minute you brought his name up, I instantly thought of – glass and um split and and that that film kind of trilogy um and then i thought okay yeah like what what did i see him in first and my first initial reaction was x-men obviously um but then i remember he was in wanted with angelina jolie and um, nelson mandela and i thought you know like that, when that movie came out, it was, you know, that was one of those movies that I thought was marketed extremely well. Um, it was like 2008 or something like that. And uh, it had this whole premise of like curving the bullet or whatever. Um, and it just, like the action scenes are really good. And like all that, and they actually had a really good storyline, but it, it was marketed to a way where all you knew was that p- these people in this world could actually curve bullets and that they were assassins. But it had this whole, like, the whole premise of it was that these names came down from a mysterious way and to like, and got quilted or like, uh, sewn into like these quilt stuff. And Morgan Freeman read off whoever's name was next to who they were going to be assassinated. Um, and they bring James McAvoy into it. And it's like I, you know, have said all like all the time, like, you had to have a training montage. And this one had one of the best, like, he gets his ass beat the entire time, he's learning how to shoot, like, he learns how to fight back and he's like getting cut up and it's just a really like, um, some pretty brutal scenes and it's really gritty. Um, and he, he did great in it. And it, and it's crazy because like the guy seems to pour himself into every, every role, especially in split, like, he, like every single character he was in split was extremely believable. You know, it, it he took on like a whole personality of the person and it was in within scenes. He could be, you know, six or seven different characters within a 30 second span.
0: I didn't realize he was in wanted for some reason. I get him mixed up with that kid from um, jumper. The one with the like Scottish accent or was oh, it jumper.
1: No, he or, was in jumper. I know, I know you're talking about, uh, I think it's like Jamie Bell or something like that.
0: The, the, uh, the little name? tiny not, Scottish not, kid. That's why I was thinking yeah, he was in the movie wanted. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I can't remember that kid's name. I think it's something like Jamie Bell. He, he wasn't in a whole, whole lot, but no, it was definitely James McAvoy. And um, he, he was, ex- like, pretty, you know, not really known really at that time. I think really the only big thing he did before that was the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, and was, he just kind of um, came out of nowhere, really, it felt like to me.
0: There was a guy – I just looked this up because I don't remember Wanted. I feel like I remember it, and maybe that's the Morgan Freeman effect because I thought it was the kid from – uh, jumper, but it's not. They're both Scottish, but there's another guy in there, uh, Terrence Stamp, um, who I always think is uh, who's that guy, Malcolm uh, Malcolm McDowell.
1: Oh, the old guy.
0: Yeah, which they're totally different, but they look. I I always think of Malcolm McDowell, and he's one of those people like he's the same character in every movie he does or every show that he's in, but he's not that famous. But he's been in a ton of like famous stuff. Malcolm McDowell. He was in uh, the Halloween movies, right? He, like the doctor, the psychiatrist. Yeah,
1: he in the in the newer uh, Halloween. Yeah.
0: Oh, is the newer ones? I thought he was in the older ones too.
1: No, no, he, he I forget the the guy's name who he plays, um, but he plays like his psychiatrist. It was in the <clears throat> it was in the newer ones, the Rob Zombie, um, Halloween movies.
0: Oh man, Samuel Jackson was in uh, Jumper.
1: Yeah, yeah he, yeah, he was. Because it's weird, like people were saying, because Hayden Christensen was also in it who played Anakin Skywalker, um, and they were using Jumper? these weird things. Yeah, and Jumper, he was like the main character. He was Anakin Skywalker? Um, yeah, basically. And, that's what and I uh, they had <laughs> the high ground. <laughs> and he, and then, he went ahead and tried it anyway. Then he he jumped, jumped through the jump. He jumped into the he higher ground. And fell in half. It's funny, because he got halved in both of those movies, basically. That's a pretty uh, bad
0: case it. of Someone being cast. Someone getting
1: half. Um, But yeah, people were saying, oh, it's funny because, like, in this movie, they were holding these weird, you know, like, they ended up being like stun gun, pretty much type stuff that prevented them, the jumpers, from being able to jump. Um, And which essentially, jumping, if, you know, y'all don't haven't seen jumper, is just teleporting, is really what it was. Um, But whenever they would get shocked with these things that looked exactly like lightsabers, minus the blade, um everyone was like oh it's another movie with you know Mace Windu and uh Anakin Skywalker <laughs> with lightsabers but you know it just they just happened to look like it but really they were just
0: uh overrated tasers the dude's just in like everything and i feel like that was around the time frame where they were making fun of samuel jackson for being <laughs> in like everything but um
1: yeah, uh, back yeah he's a James. pretty versatile actor as well uh he's, he's been in uh, comedies actions dramas
0: See, it's a weird, like, I wouldn't say versatile. I would just say it's, like, more universal. Like, his style could be both serious, but also in the right setting, he could do the exact same stuff, and it's funny. Like, he'll be really like, funny in, uh, in uh, The Other Guys. Was That that was him in The Rock. Oh, right? yeah. Like, jump off the roof. Yeah, jump off the roof. He's the same um, character in that that he is in, like, Pulp Fiction, and he's the same character as that as he's in um, the Marvel movies. And I, I feel like in The Right Setting... He's both funny and serious, but like he's the same person in every movie. Exactly, yeah.
1: Because you look at Pulp Fiction, how many times he said "motherfucker"? And most of the movie, you know, the times that it, most of the movies will say "motherfucker" multiple times, you take him pretty seriously. But then you take Snakes on a Plane, and the amount of times that he said motherfucker" in that movie, I want to say like I don't I don't remember, but it's somewhere between like forty and seventy. You know, a broad, broad uh, uh, line there, but. He said it over and over again, and it was it would, it was kind of like a comedy thing for the amount of times that he said motherfucker in that film.
0: Uh, Snakes on a Plane? I didn't watch yeah, it. I, I felt like I didn't have to because I read the no. title. Um, yeah. and it was both a spoiler and a full-blown explanation of everything to expect.
1: About- no, if you look it up on IMDb, the, the ti- it has the title, and then the plot underneath it says Snakes on a Plane. Yeah, And then the, so- the thesis and the synopsis and all that stuff, it all just keeps saying... Even in the a in the um, snakes on it. <laughs> even in the ending credits, it literally just said "snakes on a plane." They were credited um, and, it, and it had Black Mamba as the snakes on the plane.
0: And then there's like an uh, in memoriam at the very end. It's like this movie is a memorial to snakes on this plane.
1: All all the snakes all that the were on this plane that,
0: that died during filming on this plane.
1: Exactly, and those snakes were on their way to the same place that the characters from Lost
0: were on. Did you know? Um, um, this, this is weird and off-topic. I just found this out today. Uh, the Oompa Loompas. No, not the Oompa Loompas. Uh, the the munchkins from Wizard of Oz. They were hired onto that movie. Um, and it was like a major break because I guess they were all in Nazi Germany at the time of World War II. And mm-hmm. they were about to be like, because they have like physical deformities. Right, right. They, mm-hmm. they were going to get shipped off to concentration camps and killed. and. At- yeah, actually, guy, I
1: did know that. That's actually weird that the, the I know that, that, but uh, I, did.
0: I never knew that. I mean, I knew that like they don't live, they didn't live too long after that movie was made and stuff. But um, yeah, they they caught a huge break and, and all got hired in the role for Wizard of Oz. Yeah, they the literally United hired States.
1: like every single one of them because there was a shortage on short people. Oh, yeah, <laughs> in Germany, yeah, they, um, they had a hard time finding all of those midgets. Um, because there were so so many of them had already been shipped off uh, to Boston.
0: Whoa. Yeah, I never really... Uh, to find their lost leg, right? Um, <laughs> it would have been taller. I didn't realize that. Um, that's cool. I, 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 don't, I don't remember where I read that, but um, I know like the guy that was in the R2-D2 uh, machine, wasn't he a little guy, little fella? Yeah, he was a midget. I think that's what they prefer to be called. He's, he's gone as well. But, anyways, uh, we got uh, pretty off topic. With where did he games. go? Um, something heaven. Uh, depends on your religious beliefs. Maybe he was reincarnated uh, into a taller guy, maybe a basketball player. Oh, get crammed in robot costumes.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. No, I don't. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. Um, but I think I caught a tell in of what you were trying to say of, of us getting caught off topic or something to that effect. Um, if we are going back on the topic, um, you remember that scene in, have you seen the first Deadpool? Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember that scene where he he like comes to the 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 mansion, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's like talking about how, um, like, oh, it's funny. Like, it seems like y'all are the only two that's ever here. Whenever you know, whatever. And then I believe it in the second one, uh, they. They go somewhere, or maybe it was still in the first one. I don't remember. Yeah. But then he goes the- back to the mansion, and, and they open there. the door. They're all yeah, they're all chilling in there. And, <laughs> and at first, I thought that okay, they just got like
0: lookalikes. But it turns out they were it was actually all of the actors. Yeah, in the first one, he's yeah. like, hmm, it's like Fox couldn't afford any of the other X Men to be here. <laughs> right. And then in the second one, he's talking to the same people, and he's like, seriously, are you guys the only two that live in this house? And like, they show behind him, they're like closing the doors. So they will Yeah, there's like 15 of them <laughs> all inside of there. I think it had um, Jack Human in there um, as well. Oh, Jack Human. Yeah, did they have Wolverine in that scene? I just remember James McAvoy and that that chick that plays um, Jean. I don't know who the new girl is. I forget her name.
1: Oh, oh man, she was in um, Game it's of you. Thrones. Sophia something. Sophia yeah. Vergara. No, definitely not. Um, but um, Sophia yeah, no, Turner. she she was Sophia Turner. That's what it is. Yeah, she plays uh, the very very annoying sister on Game of Thrones, um, sister to Jon Snow and the uh, daughter of Ned Stark. Which I'm you know I can't remember her name though. All of a sudden, but uh, I pretty much know everyone else's name. So, um,
0: Dark Phoenix um, trash. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't even sit through the whole thing. And I, I just wasn't a fan. I think it, Apocalypse was good. I really liked Apocalypse. I know a lot of people didn't. I thought it was a great X-Men movie, but I don't know what, where they went with this one. Uh, but it's funny because the, on the casting roster, the girl who plays Phoenix or Jean Grey is like number five. And the whole movie is about her. So <laughs> about her, yeah. I guess that's a little foreshadowing as to how, how you should expect the movie. But uh, I was going to go back to uh, Split because I saw Unbreakable like, I don't know, a million years ago, probably one of Bruce Willis's few last good movies. And (laughs) I I liked it because I like um, Samuel Jackson and I like the idea of like someone who's really obsessed with real life superheroes. And like he's so crazy to the point that he becomes his like villain. And I didn't realize that Split was like a spinoff until I think my brother told me because he's like, yeah, it's like a book series. But it's an M. Night Shyamalan, right? I think he did all three of them. Yeah, it's
1: M. Night Shyamalan, yeah. Um, so I didn't realize that Split was – so I saw Split uh, probably two – maybe two or three years after it came out. Yeah, and same. luckily no one had spoiled it for me that it ended up being inside of that universe. Um, but at the very end of Split, uh, when they're going into a diner – and, um you know, it's playing on the news about the um, James McAvoy's character, and everyone's talking about it. And then all of a sudden, you see Bruce Willis sitting there in, like, just a plain outfit, and he's, like, drinking some coffee. And, like, some people are talking, and, they're, like, he answers their question that they, he wasn't even part of their conversation. They're talking to each other, and then he answers it, and they, like, oh, he's this fucking old guy talking to me. So they get up and, like, leave. But I'm, like, oh, my God, dude, like, that, that's his character from Unbreakable. That's Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. And I was like, it's in the same fucking universe. So then I started doing research and I'm like, yeah, they already have plans for the new movie, uh, Glass, and this and that. And I, I I can't tell you the last time I was so excited, so excited to see a movie as I was whenever I heard about Glass because I loved Unbreakable. I loved Split before I even knew it was in that, that universe. So the minute I found out it was that, I instantly put that connection. I was like, okay, Wow. Have You know, M. Night has been putting out shit for the past, like, 10 years, and he he drops, like, this, like, banger on us, and then I was like, you know, Glass is going to be phenomenal, and I thought the movie was great all the way to the last, like, 25% of the film, and it, the way they ended it just really, really got under my skin, to be honest. They, they didn't do any of those characters justice by the end of the movie.
0: It was... um I was, uh, was going to go back to what you were saying about split. Um, cause I agree. Like I, I saw that movie maybe three, two or three years ago. Um, and I instantly like fell in love with it. And I like James McAvoy. I, like I said, I didn't realize he's been in a lot of stuff that I've seen a long time ago uh, that he's been around this long. I just knew him from like X-Men and, uh, I think he's been in like a couple TV shows and stuff here and there, but it's true. Like every role he plays in that, whether it was like the little kid or the beast or um, like himself was really incredible, like completely believable. And I say this all the time about actors that I love an actor that you could watch him in anything And you stop realizing that it's, it's him. Like you stop realizing it's James McAvoy and you stop realizing that it's a movie. And it's like, wow, this is completely believable as a character. Like I'm not even thinking of him as anybody else. I'm just thinking like that he's that character. And there's not, I don't, I I don't think there's a lot of people out there like that. Um, Jim Carrey does, does good job when he does uh, like serious roles, but I think he's the same in all his hilarious roles. Uh, and Will Ferrell is one of those cookie cutter kind of actors where he's funny when he's in a certain role, but when he tries to carry it into other movies, it's like, okay, man, like give it a rest. Yeah. John I C. Feel Riley. Like I think John C. Riley is actually really, um, uh, what's that word you're using earlier? Versatile. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised when I see John C. Riley in something that's not a comedy. Like uh, uh, No, because
1: he's actually a really good actor. Uh, but he, 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 when he does comedy movies, he, he kind of goes for the he, – Yeah, he's hilarious, but he kind of goes for the dumb person. And you kind of – because that's what the thing was. They, you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley kind of get paired up quite often by choice or by, you know – or their choice or by someone else's. And Will Ferrell is Will Ferrell no matter where you put him. You know, and I feel like, okay, that's just Will Ferrell. He's not even acting. That's just him. And then John C. Riley, it kind of plays off that whenever they're in in these roles together. So you get an idea that like, okay, he's a funny guy, but he's kind of a little maybe on the slow side. He's just not, you know, he's not all there. Um, And he has this kind of goofy voice that kind of makes him sound like that too. But if you look at some of the, like, especially like uh, when he plays like characters, that's, you know, just like a side character and it's not him trying to be funny or whatever. He's actually a really good, actor like he played in Gangs of New York which I'm, I am I, know we've talked about before and I know you haven't seen it but he plays like a constable right he's like a crooked um, constable and he, you actually you know you talk about those movies where like the person is so evil or the person is just such an asshole you hate them but that's the, that's the goal is you're supposed to hate them you know whereas you, you know you might see a villain in a movie and they're just like okay yeah he's a bad guy but you know I, I don't really care for him either way with well, this one, he's like not even a main villain or anything like that. He's just a fucking jerk, and you're just like, man, I can't wait for this guy to get murdered because you know he's just an asshole, and, and that, that's what he kind of is in like his, his dramatic roles. He can actually he can actually act, is what it really boils down to. A lot of the like you were talking about, like Jim Carrey and um, Will Ferrell, when they're in these funny roles, they're just they're just kind of being themselves. You yeah, know what I mean, like, but, well, but Will Carrey- Ferrell can't even do a dramatic role right. Jim Carrey can.
0: Don't get me wrong. I love Will Ferrell. I love all his movies. I'll watch all his movies every time they come out. Um, I know you're not like the biggest fan, but like Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, I'm a huge fan. I love all his funny movies. Um, I like dumb and dumber. I didn't care for the other two with the one without him or the newest one where he's like 90 years old, but he's a, he's a really strange guy when it comes to his roles. I know he like shuts out the world and becomes that character 24 seven until the movie production is done. And like, everyone thinks it's like the weirdest thing. Like he shows up to Oscar parties and all kinds of stuff and he's still in that character. And they're like, what are you doing? You know? But when he does serious roles for like scary movies or like the number 23, I think he does a really good role of like kind of taking himself out of being the funny guy and actually being like kind of a psychopath. And I know he's talked about like he has him in, um, um, crap. Okay. I uh, that was his name. But now I got to look this up. It's going to bother me.
1: I While you're some- looking that up, uh, I'm oh, going to yeah. agree with okay. you on that. I had, uh, But just partially because uh, I haven't watched a lot of uh, his more dramatic roles because I look at him as being a comedic person. But when he played in uh, Man on the Moon, you know, the Andy Kaufman story, that is, you know, it was sold as, hey, this is a comedy and there's a lot of comedic scenes in it. But it ends up actually being more of a drama because it's not just how funny you know Andy Kaufman was, but his you know actual life and the shit you know the things that he actually went through and um, him getting the disease and dying and stuff like that and, and and so so there was a lot of dramatic roles in that or a lot of uh, excuse me dramatic scenes in that and he plays them really well you know and he like fully immersed himself into that that role and. From what I've read, is that like it kind of messed them up ever since then, and and you know he's kind of went back and forth on this like weird, crazy, um, hey, what the hell happened to Jim Carrey type thing, and a lot of it was, um, you know, kind of blamed on that role that he played as Andy Kaufman.
0: Um, I was going to say Robin Williams. Uh, I think be- between him and Robin Williams, they have a really like dark past. Um, they're both like really mentally kind of messed up, and. I think they're able to access that dark part of their lives and like gain a new role. Cause Robin Williams, like he's always been funny. He's been the child guy. Like um, he was in uh, Jack. You remember that movie? Yep. Where he has like the disease where he's getting really old, really fast. That movie's hilarious with uh Oh, Bill Cosby before he drugs like all the kids.
1: Reverse bun- um, Benjamin button disease.
0: Oh yeah. Reverse Benjamin buttons. <laughs> Benjamin got buttoned. Part yeah, two. he got buttoned a few times. The squeakle, um, <laughs> and but he's he does a really good job as like a really serious crazy person. Like aside from kids movies, aside from Patch Adams, he goes into like one hour photo or Final Cut or um, what's that one with uh insomnia? Without uh, I've not seen any uh, of his Pacino? dramatic roles. No, oh man, you're missing out. I think it's gonna nope. change your whole opinion on him. I probably need to. Any- because I know Tarzino you know with, my opinion uh, of him. Al Pacino?
1: Nope. Albert that's Pacino a, have not seen that one.
0: Man, Duncan. Chino. He's that's <laughs> Is a, that that's a Jack and good. Jill reference? Yeah. That's gross. A, <laughs> Duncan Chino. Gross. But that was probably one of the first movies that I saw Robin Williams as like a serious character and was like, Wow, this completely changes like everything I could have thought of and um, I think he did like a really amazing job and I wanted to see more. And speaking on people that... Why
1: can't you see more?
0: I don't like to talk about it. It's still pretty uh, fresh wounds. Oh, speak. yeah. I forgot about that. You know, it's weird. Uh, you said earlier, uh, like, villains in movies, like, people that you just hate, but you, like, hate the person. Um, Jesse Eisenberg. I feel <laughs> like he's a huge piece of crap in everything he does. Like, he's an asshole or he's, like, he's a um, mm-hmm. uh, Superman What's his name? Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor, yeah. Uh, He was the kid from the Facebook movie. And he's one of those characters that, like, when he does a role like that where you want to hate him, I don't. I want to see him do that role more. Like, I want to see him become an even crazier Lex Luthor. You know? Like, I want to see him be a a huge, crazy psychopath. It's not one of those things where, like, oh, my God, man, if Superman could just get his hands on you, you'd be a (laughs) dead man. It's it's funny
1: it's funny though because like you have to be the only person in the world that did enjoy him as uh, Lex Luthor. I mean, myself. Otherwise, I I I like comic book movies regardless, um, and I can find enjoyment out of most of them. Um, I did not like Batman versus Superman, but the one thing that I did like was his role on it. Because I mean, you, you just because every time anybody's ever played him or anytime they've ever been written. He's a bald, serious businessman, whatever. It, it doesn't always have to be that way. You can do a new take on it. Um, you know, that, I mean, you look at the different ways that Joker's been being played uh, by multiple different actors. Everyone has their own take. And I think every single one is accurate because there's more than one Joker, you know, and it, it's been played off that way. But different, if, when you're trying to make it, it realistic, yeah, make it realistic, you know, and, and make it different. There's nothing wrong with being different as long as it's done well. They messed up everything else about that movie except for Jesse Eisenberg's um as Lex Luthor See, in that. And that's right. a completely that – that's movie. a completely um, – e- everyone says differently than that. Everyone says Jesse Eisenberg completely destroyed Lex Luthor's role in that movie.
0: As a comic book fan, especially as like a Batman and DC comic book fan, um, if you've ever seen The Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2 or mm-hmm. – uh, under the, the animated,
1: Red the animated uh, right, right. ones, right? Yep. Uh,
0: under the Red Hood, you you get to know that side of Batman where he's old, he's and disgruntled, yeah. He's angry, yeah. Like he's just he's absolutely done with the world. He's in so deep that he's he's almost becoming what the Joker always said he, he would. You know, you live long enough to, um, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself see, become yourself a villain. villain. Yeah, and that's essentially like he starts to become a little more. Um, a little less nice you you know and the batman versus superman batman starts becoming that older disgruntled batman where you see like jason todd's old robin suit messed up with the spray paint on it from the joker Right, right but they also kind of show you the background of batman where he's a detective first he was always like detective comics he was he was a detective and that's why he's always one step ahead of everybody doesn't matter if they have superpowers doesn't matter if they could beat him with one punch he's always one step ahead of them and so the debate of batman and superman that goes forever i think neither of them would win i don't think either of them would ever kill each other yeah if batman, that's the real question
1: batman's too, batman's too smart and and that, it, that's what i was saying like like just you know don't get me wrong ben affleck's betrayal and the way that they wrote batman I liked. I like that older Batman. Uh, you know, the Dark Knight. Um, I, I liked that. Um, I never liked Superman, ever. But so, I didn't feel like the chemistry was there between the two characters. That's why it didn't work for me. I not didn't care. his patrol alone.
0: I didn't care for the Superman's past. I love Henry Cavill's Man of Steel. I've probably seen that movie a thousand times and I can still watch it, you know, a million more. But what I did like about that movie was that they showed the side of Batman that was angry and dark but also like how deep he dives into things and how he's like you know like i said a detective um the whole point of that movie was to show that you know at first he's like man i hate superman because he's something that should be stopped and we should always have some kind of way to stop him but he like he would rather be the one to stop him because if the power gets into anybody else's hands they might use it to stop a whole lot more Um, and when he finally gets the chance to stop him and you know, the whole like Martha and why did you say that name? Yeah. It's funny. Like people always joke about the Martha thing, but that's exactly what it was. It was a human connection where he realized that they're not different and that, you know, combined they would do so much better and that Superman is more human than he is. And that's why, like it, it it was so abrupt because that's what people hated. They were like, it led all the way up to this fight. And then all of a sudden he says, Martha and they're best friends. You know, they like each other on Facebook and they follow each other on Instagram (laughs) and it was all happy. And that was all they followed each
1: other on YouTube, liked and subscribed and commented below.
0: Yeah. And it was all within like a three minute span. So you're like, what the heck, all this lead up for them just to jump in and be like, Martha, like that did it. But that's the whole point. Like he realized that Superman is actually better than him, you know, more human and more connected to the earth and cares about its people. Uh, if not more than Batman. And then they obviously join forces. The, le- the reason I like Jesse Eisenberg as less Lex Luthor is the same way I liked uh, the new Joker movie. It doesn't dive right into being the Joker. It doesn't dive right into him being Lex Luthor. It shows that slow progression of someone with daddy's money who's running a company for more of his own benefit and how crazy he is. He's not just like, you know, oh, I want to take over the world. He's legitimately clinically insane. And they show that progression in the movie all the way up to the end. And it's like, damn, like he, I think he did a really good job. Cause he, he always does that weird quirky, like, ah! like yeah, that, that weird nervous laugh that it just, it, I don't know. I like Jesse Eisenberg um, in pretty much every role. You know, I like zombie land, even though I hate uh, Woody Harrelson. <laughs>
1: Another fantastic
0: uh, actor. Har- 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 Harrelson's Woody um there's a snake in my boots there's a snake in his boots you know what that means no a snake in the boot it was a term back like way way back in the old west uh doc's in the old west and uh from back (laughs) to the future (laughs) three no wait that was back to the future two at the very end where he's like doc's alive he's in the old (laughs) west and then they make the third movie but a snake in the boot was a term for, uh, like, like a drunk. Cause they'd be like, Oh, he's walking like he's got a snake in his boot. And that boy's got a snake in his boot because he, like, drunk people are always stumbling and walking funny. Yeah. I also found That's that weird. out not too long ago. I find a lot of neat things out.
1: I've been reading a lot of weird little things like that recently. Um, back, back, uh, back on track a little bit with, um, uh, James Mac- Macaroni. He, um, he we didn't even mention the fact that he was in the new it james um, McEnroe.
0: he was in yeah, james yeah McEnroe. he was, he was bill dunborough yeah
1: and you know the first the first it you know was was really good and, and i think because of how well you know the children you know their chemistry together it it was believable it was extremely like it was a, it, They picked a really good cast for the children. You know, yeah, they, they were. They had a really good. Um, I don't know how to say it any better the. the chemistry was just like phenomenal. <clears throat> when it starts get delving into the adults, uh, it wasn't so much, you know. And it's crazy because individually, a lot of them are some pretty good act uh, actors and actresses. Like Bill Hader's, like hilarious in everything he's ever been in. Yeah. Um, ja- James McAvoy, we've already said the dude can act the dude can act he can be any any he takes the time to 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 become those characters jessica chastain she she's made it some pretty good movies I, I really liked her in um um oh lord lawless uh, she was oh, pretty yeah, good yeah. in that um, she was also in mama oh that I, was pretty scary to me
0: yeah it's it's okay i get scared
1: by anything though am I'm, I'm a freaking huge baby when it comes to freaking the supernatural scary stuff
0: the other kid was really good, uh, Jay, um, Jay Ryan. He plays uh, Ben, the fat kid that grows up to be all skinny and hot that oh, yeah. Beverly ends up with. But I haven't seen him in anything aside from the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I think it was like a television series a while back. But I, I really don't think I've seen him in anything else, at least not as an adult. Yeah, uh, he, I've never. He was in the guy in
1: never the really stuck out to me.
0: He was in Xena, Warrior Princess and uh, Young Hercules back in the late nineties. But other than I've that, seen like,
1: both of those. <clears throat> but I, thought, I don't know who he was.
0: Like every actor did a great job as that role.
1: Yeah, like their individual for, roles.
0: Uh, that the other kid, um, man, who was the kid that plays the hypochondriac all grown up?
1: I don't know. I I, I don't know if he's played in anything that. Um, oh yeah.
0: James James Ransom. Yeah. He was in the sinister movies. Um, never watched those. Oh man. If you want to be scared, don't watch that. No,
1: I don't. I don't. I'm I'm a big baby.
0: It's a super freaky movie. It's one of those kind of freaky movies where there's really no end. Like there's no like, Oh, we solved the, you know, ancient mystery and put the rock where it was supposed to be. And now everything's happy or whatever. No, this is like one of those things that it's, it's an ongoing, um, like sinister being that can never be killed. So like, there's no stopping it. And all the movies don't have like a, Oh good. They save the day kind of thing. They just, they end the same way they started. And it's awesome. That just sounds terrifying. I think that's all I saw. I mean, I I swear he was in something as a kid.
1: This uh, James Ransom guy. Yeah. It says, so I'm seeing here that it says he was an inside man. And I really enjoyed that movie. Clive Owen, Joey Foster, um, and Denzel Washington, like, that, that was a really good movie to me. Uh, but I can't think of who he played in that movie. He must have been like, like, like a super side character because I've probably watched that movie at least 20, 30 times. And I just can't um, pick him out. I'm sure if I went back now, I'd be like, oh, hey, hey, it's that guy. It's that, it's that guy. Um, but no, I, I thought that they all did good individually. But it just, when it came to like uh, them interacting with each other, it would just, you know, it just wasn't the same chemistry that, you know, these, you know, kids in their like preteens were able yeah. to do, you know, just wasn't as believable as, hey, these are like best of friends and, you know, they can get through anything together.
0: I was really excited for the chapter two to come out Um because like reading the book back in the day, they did such a great job on the first movie, but it. And I was like, man, like chapter two is going to be like two hours long. That means they're going to fill a lot of stuff in from the book that they didn't in the original uh, TV series. And Yeah, I remember. I remember the day we went to go watch it. John Um, Ritter's in that. We were just talking about John Ritter. He was in uh, in, the original.
1: In the original, yeah. The TV
0: with – what's his name? He played
1: the fat – like the fat boy growing up, right? Fat
0: boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But – and so is Seth, Seth Green was in the, the original one too. As yeah, Richie. Seth
1: Green, he, yeah. He, but, uh, I, I keep getting a, a thing on YouTube, keep trying to uh, get me to watch Potty, Party Monster with him and Macaulay Cul- Culkin. And um, I have not seen that movie probably in like 20 years. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. And I don't quite remember the premise of it. I just remember it being an extremely weird movie.
0: I've never even heard of it. Um, I was thinking Idle Hands. Because that was one that we, like, we that were was hilarious movie. Day That was the And I've never seen it, and I love Seth Green. And I had the kid
1: from um, Final Destination, the original Final Destination.
0: Yeah, yep, the one that has the premonish. And Jessica Alba. Oh, man, who doesn't want Jess Back Jessica when she Alba? was a whole household name. Still is in this household. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, so at Chapter 2, I was like, man, there's going to be so much good stuff. Like, they picked an all-star cast. Um, especially with James McAvoy. I was really excited about that and Bill Hader. And um, it was like, I remember you and I went to see it. And by right. the end of it, we're like, what the heck, man? Like that was trash. Like, yeah, they filled a lot of stuff yeah. in from the book, but just the way they did it, I could care less if I ever saw the second one ever again.
1: Yeah. I don't, I haven't, I don't think I have watched it again. Um, I know we went to go watch it and, you know, we were t- pretty much talking about it the whole time, um, and, yeah, there was, like, some bad CGI, and it, it just felt like, like, it, I, at one part the six out to me, more than anything, is whenever they are in the, like, Chinese restaurant, and they're all getting back together, and they start opening the, like, fortune cookies or whatever, turning all that weird stuff, and this the CGI, you I know, mean, I guess it was meant to be creepy and scary and stuff like that, but, um it was so bad that's all I could focus on was how gross all the little things looked and they they didn't look real or believable but then you look at everything in the first one and I I got some I got to quite a bit of chills you know watching the first one there were some scenes that were really scary to me um that you know I I might you know maybe not scary at that moment but I might have had a dream about or a thought about later but there was nothing in that one it seemed rushed and it seemed like they um they just like any bit of passion that maybe they had for the first one uh not the actors so much but just the writing the writing and the directing something something about it just seemed really off and it it just it totally like
0: was just a disgrace
1: compared to part one of the
0: the first one um i'm a huge movie fan i've seen like probably more horror movies than anything else but the first one i remember seeing like, the week it came out, I went at, like, almost 11 o'clock at night. It was, like, the very last showing. I got home at 1 in the morning, had to take my dogs out. And, I like, I lived close to the woods at the time, and I was, like, freaked out. Like, just standing there with a flashlight, shining at the woods. Like, oh, man, like, hurry up and, and take a pee. Yeah. It's like, let's, let's go inside. We're good. Every light was on in my apartment. I slept with the TV on. I was like, man, that movie actually freaked me out. So I was pretty psyched for the second one. Um, the only – The only scene in the second one that was actually, like, not really freaked me out, but really surprised me and made me feel bad was uh, when he follows the kid through, like, the glass house at the, and uh, Pennywise is on the other side and just, like, splats his blood (laughs) all over the window. And I felt so (laughs) bad because I'm, like, man, like, that he he was going to go protect that kid that he was talking to earlier on the skateboard when he was, like, yelling at the drain. He's, like, don't talk to to the kids at the drain. You no, that I, did, I didn't. I didn't feel sorry
1: for that kid at all, and I couldn't take that that part seriously because really, its head was like
0: oh, and he's it like, was, damn, his head damn, was man.
1: gigantic, man, and it was a cool scene uh, because the, uh, how much blood got splattered. Like I thought that was really cool, um, but I, I felt zero zero uh, sympathy for that kid. But I did feel sorry for the girl under the bleachers. Yeah, with the, the on her face. Um, yeah. yeah, but there was a there was something cgi that happened during that scene that i it just kind of take a, took away from it too um when when they're under there i think it was maybe like he made like it was like the the firefly or butterfly or whatever yeah. it is that followed under there it was just like poorly done um the the scene with the two the two gay guys at the beginning um that that, that felt pretty good like that that whole little portion um there was some good good CGI in that, and uh, the acting was pretty good. And you, and you genuinely felt bad for these, you know, two homosexual uh, characters, you know, getting jumped and getting beat uh, beat up, and they, you know, basically killed the guy. But throwing him over the freaking bridge, he would have died even if you know, Pennywise hadn't ate him.
0: So that's um, um, that was actually that was in the book, and it was based on a true story of something that did happen to a gay couple in Derry, Maine, because the uh, the the book takes place – it's actually Bangor, Maine. It takes place in Bangor, Maine, but they call it Derry in, uh, in the book. And Andy Muschietti, who's, like, the director, is the kid that um, gets killed in the beginning of that movie because he's gay, and that was, like, a scene from the book that really, like, kind of hit home for him, like discrimination against homosexuals and stuff like that. Right. So that was him uh, that was actually in – the scene that gets eaten by it later on and it's funny because oh, wow. i think i think that's his hand right or when he's like munching on the hand or something or am i thinking of another scene
1: um i don't i don't recall that it, oh. it's been it has been a minute and i only watched it once so the only um, thing that a lot of really, that stuff doesn't stick out
0: the only thing that really like was good about the second one was bill Hader and uh that other kid uh jay right jay is that what i said no the other one we just were yeah talking it was about, jay but, something um their like kind of banter back and forth was pretty funny like when he's he's hyping yeah. him up for the fight and he's like he's like you know who did this and and he's like who married a woman that's 10 times his size and he's like <laughs> i did and he's like that's right you're brave and he's like i am brave all right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's talking about his I'm mom. I'm... and he's like you got married he's like yeah yeah me and your mom are pretty happy Oh yeah, the beginning. But other than that, like, yeah, I, I could do without that movie. Um,
1: yeah, it and it's stinks. just a, it's just a shame though, because like you know the original, I, I had. Um, it, it's one of those movies that I, I always have in the back of my mind that I enjoyed watching when I was a kid. You know, like you know, you, you have those movies that remind you of your childhood. It's you know, kind of weird that it kind of reminds me of my childhood. Um, but I had some, you know, really weird family members that you know let me do whatever I wanted to. So I watched anything and everything I wanted to. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about getting on that topic one day. But um, the, you know, it was one. It was it was a movie that definitely reminded me of my childhood. So when when I knew that they were going to remake this, and knowing that, okay, yeah, there was some really cringy scenes in the old one, as far as like when you look at practical and uh, special effects. Um, so I'm like, you know, oh man, they could do this really well because of the technology that we have today. And the first part, you know, part one did not disappoint at all. Like there was nothing about it where I was just like, man, like they could have done this better, this and that. Like I enjoyed every portion of it. Um, so to think that, you know, they probably, I, I don't know a hundred percent, but I would imagine they probably had a better, a better budget for the second one seeing as how well the first one did. And if they didn't, then someone was crazy not to give them enough. Um, but they, they should have, and it should have been done. um to improve everything that they did not take any steps back as far as, uh, cutting any corners or anything like that is what is what it kind of felt like they did.
0: I'm trying to find the budget right now, but IMDB don't have it because the Mm. first, so like the first movie, um, the first of like the reboot, man, usually people, uh, post this stuff on IMDB, how much it made. And all right. So the budget was 35 million. Um, Still, it was 35
1: million for the first one?
0: Yeah. Um I'm I'm pretty sure that's still less than Space Jam.
1: Yeah, you said <laughs> Space Jam was 80 million. <laughs> uh the, <laughs> the hell's going on.
0: But the opening weekend was 123 million. Uh the gross domestic was 328 million, almost 329, and the worldwide gross was almost 702 million. So that that made some that's a lot serious money. Yeah, that's some serious coin. Money serious money the second one there we go the budget was more than double it was 79 million still less than space yeah
1: see and that's Uh, what i'm talking about maybe maybe just to get the maybe they just paid the
0: kids really crappy Um, so like like, yeah like a shitload the Um, old lady old lady with the hoops was really poor cgi very terrible yeah very yeah very Um, terrible scene but that, um, one made, that one made way less. So domestic, it made $91 million. Uh, gross, domestic was $201 million, And the worldwide was $783 million. So it was still like $20, 30000000 under what the other one made in almost every category. With, with more than double the budget, which is crazy. And it was almost three hours. Two hours and 49 minutes. But man, yeah. I
1: usually, I usually like you know a good length movie. Especially if it's one that I enjoy, but there's something about movies that I don't enjoy that whenever they're long, I just am sitting there like, "Man, when is this movie ever going to end?" Um, I am of, glad that I did watch it just to wrap it all up, you know. But it just it just wasn't enjoyable.
0: Speaking of Andy Muschietti, he did uh, Mama. You were just talking about that. Oh, I didn't. know. Maybe that's that. why he
1: brought uh, Anthony. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe that's why they brought Jessica Chastain in. Uh, so, Mama was originally made because um, there was a there was a short steam um, a short like you know someone made like a little I think it was in Spanish or um, yeah Portuguese or something like that um, you know like a little maybe like a two or three minute little promo video for it and I think it was Guillermo del Toro who saw it and was like hey like this is a really good premise we need to make this into an actual full-length movie um and like i said i, I enjoyed the movie and I, I was legitimately scared it had some bad cgi don't get me wrong but when it comes to me and scary movies it doesn't take much it doesn't take much if it's a, a dead person that comes back alive or uh, especially a dead woman or a dead child oh no that, that's a wrap so I, I get scared pretty freaking easily uh when it comes to stuff like that but I, I enjoy the premise, you know, these kids that are raised by this ghost and they're like feral and they're trying to learn how to live again, but they can't let go of the fact that they're, you know, but someone who they knew as being their mother, um, you know, that to me was just a sad story. And I kind of got immersed into, you know, feeling sorry for these kids. Um, because one of them wants to just you uh, know, Hey, I want to live a normal life, but the younger one just can't let go of, um, their mother,
0: you know? And, uh, to my knowledge that she never lets go
1: no boy uh, does she not let go
0: <laughs> spoilers in that but if no. you're listening to this you're going to be spoiled from everything out there so i'm not gonna do the classic spoiler alert because uh it's too late for yeah. that yeah no no barred. no holds uh barbells barbird No yeah, haircuts J- either. it was james mcavoy huh benicio yeah. del Just toro a is that uh no Who'd you say
1: uh, Guillermo Guillermo oh. del Toro he made um, Pan's Labyrinth and the one with uh, David um, Bowie nope that's just Labyrinth okay uh, Pan's Labyrinth which is um, it was all in Spanish <laughs> well. um, and I wish I could tell you what that movie's about but isn't it like some girls like dream world basically but it's yeah. not really dreams it's like real stuff um was it like I, Sucker they, Punch no, no, not not quite.
0: Not really. Like, I
1: think everything that's going on to is like, real stuff, but it only comes out, like, whenever no one else is around. Um, and there's some really creepy, goofy, like, little characters in it. But what the scene that sticks out to me is, like, there's, like, a military group that um, comes out at the beginning. This is what kind of made me, like, get into it, uh, start off. It's, like, in the first 15 minutes, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen it. But he lines the people up, and I guess someone did something messed up, so the Main guy, he's yelling at him, this and that. Next thing you know, he takes a freaking bottle, bashes it over the dude's head, and it like the bottle breaks in half. And he takes the sharp and he just starts stabbing it into the guy's head, and it's just like gruesome and g- gory and bloody. And it at that moment, it felt like, oh man, this is kind of like a um, like Quentin Tarantino, like excessive gore and all this other stuff type thing. But then it had some like really weird um, aspects to it. And I just re- remember really enjoying it. Um, but I, I was probably like, I want to say I was like 13 or 14 uh, when I first saw this movie. So that's why I can't remember a whole lot about what the actual movie is about. I just remember really enjoying it whenever I, I uh, actually did watch it. But um, yeah, no, he, 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 he's made a handful of films, uh, Pacific Rim. I used to call it Pacific Rim Job and uh, Hellboy um Used and, to, yeah you know, basically stuff like that hey hey
0: i like the I hellboy think- i wish that was a better reboot with uh that kid no, i say kid but he's like 60 uh the <laughs> dude from uh stranger things and it was it was bad uh i know you said you haven't seen that one i like the original hellboy i thought it was a pretty good movie was that ron perlman
1: yeah that was ron perlman in the Pearl, original
0: Pearl ronman um I that can't. guy
1: just—that guy just looks like he was meant to be ugly uh, as fuck. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> a cat, man. He has like a cat face or some shit. Like he has this very protruding upper lip. I think the first time I ever saw him was in like—I uh, think it was like the second Blade or maybe it was Blade Trinity. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was one of yeah, the Blade he was movies. In one of those. Yeah, and he just—he just looks weird from the get go. And I, that's the, kind of the reason why I never watched Sons of Anarchy because I, I just couldn't take him seriously. Like I have—I think of him as like being those like. And kind of comic booky kind of movies.
0: You know who's was in Blade? Um, this dude, he's one of those people that I swear, he has been the sidekick in everything Under the Sun. Uh, Donald Lagu, is that his name? He was in like, um, he was in The Patriot, Ghost Rider. Uh, he was in that show Gotham. He plays uh, Gordon's like partner. Was he in, was he in Blade? He was in Blade, yeah. He's like a redhead. See the he,
1: orange redhead. He was also in Ghost Rider. He was the sidekick kind of, not really sidekick, but he was like Nicholas Cage's best friend.
0: Yeah, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Weird enough, because so is uh, Pon Pon Roman. Rorm, um, but what the heck? Yeah, it's he funny, was funny he a- you say side character because he he or that's or sidekick
1: because he is kind of always like the main character's like best friend or uh, like.
0: He was in the movie Zodiac. He was um, Mark Ruffalo's partner, and then he was, was in a is show. He,
1: he was in Gotham. He
0: was a uh, That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear that. My bad. Did I call it Gotham? Maybe I called it something different. But he was uh, grounded for life. He was on the show Grounded for Life forever. And then all of a sudden, I see him pop up in so many shows and movies. But he's never like – he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. (laughs) Never the princess bride because he wasn't in that. Never
1: the Prince Albert. In a can. Yeah, no. no, It's it's very like he – when I think of like characters who are um, always – you know, second, it, or, or, like, actors, he he definitely comes to mind. Like, you know, I, th- I think about, like, you, all these different, and you see him in all these different things, and I think the first thing I ever saw in him probably was the Bl- original Blade, um, and he was kind of, like, the comic relief a little bit in that, yeah. because um, he was, like, the, um, the main villain's, like, friend, and I remember, like, he make, makes him, you know, like, cut his hand off and crap, and he's like, oh, no, like, and he's like, oh, you'll get a new one, and he gets this nasty, bloody, limpy, Hand back in return, and he's just like, Oh man, like you know, just kind of making jokes about it, and in a weird but, way. And I really enjoyed the Blade movies, to be yeah, honest. I mean,
0: those were fantastic, yeah, um, yeah.
1: And it's like, uh, you know, Sipes. I heard Wesley Slipe's kind of a dirtbag and doesn't have to pay taxes, and you know, whatever. But, um, I you know those are like some of the I remember watching, oh man, I don't remember. I remember there was a movie I had on VHS, and, I, and it might have been The Wedding Singer. And there was like um, the preview for it, and I remember seeing the preview for it all the freaking time, um, way before I ever saw it. And I was like, "Man, I can't wait till this movie comes out." Back whenever you know, whenever you actually would watch a movie, and it's like, "Come hey, and do a theater near you." And yeah, you, know, you weren't gonna sit that. there like,
0: and fast forward for like twenty minutes. Too much work. So you'd watch no, every single preview at the beginning. Every single of that preview. VHS. And there was
1: and a, it, there was another movie on there that it always, um, and I, I've been in look Up for years. Um, it was just like a really creepy movie that always reminded me maybe of like Hellraiser or something, but it can't be one day I'll look it up and maybe I'll talk about it. But I just remember having this really creepy, like the way that they sold it in the, the thing before, you know, I actually saw the blade thing. Um, and it has this guy who I don't even know what I'm talking about because I honestly don't know anything about it. And it might just be a memory and the movie might not even exist, but I'll look <laughs> it up and then I'll, t- I'll tell you about it one day, but it's just, um, I just get like this really creepy vibe from the, the preview and I, my brain thinks it automatically connects it to hellraiser but i was know it, that it's not hellraiser kind of like that conversation the, uh... we had the other day with like pumpkin head versus that other oh, movie. yeah it's uh, like you it's like you know in your mind that it is that night, night but, of the
0: scarecrow yeah right
1: and it ends up not being that it's, but your brain tricks you into thinking that you're morgan freeman effect you know
0: it's the yeah ice cold modello effect mm. um what a, but it's weird like i never knew that redheaded guy's name dolan or whatever um until I just looked it up now, but I've literally seen him in, like, probably 15, 16 other things. Like, enough to be like, I know who that guy is. And he's in, yeah, like, he's just doing every so day. much stuff. But, uh, who else? There's another guy that's like that. He's always, like, some kind of gangster. He's fat with, like, really long curly hair. I think he was in Too Fast, Too Furious um, was the first time I ever saw him. He was the dude that they put the rap bucket on his stomach and like make oh that. yeah because he michael, was also in i think michael like Boone, dark knight Jr. i think yep he was in not um, dark knight, but um he was in batman begins. batman begins 30 yeah, days he was in, in batman Night. begins oh he was, he was that, like a crooked cop he's always some crooked something oh he was yeah. in uh, the mandalorian not the, the effect? effect but the show oh. yeah um But it's like, I just, I always see him in something and he's the same character. He's some kind of dirtbag, like dirty cop or works for like gangsters or mobsters or something. Uh, He was in Sons of Anarchy. He's been in episodes of Law and Order, but like, he's just another guy that I wouldn't have known his name until I looked it up right now. And I've seen him in so many things. And I want to talk
1: about a character that, or, or, you know, seeing you know, someone recognizable and you see him in all these different things. Um, There's a guy, okay, his his name is uh, Noel Gulemi or something like that. Uh, He always plays a gangster in every movie, and his name is always Hector. He's this Hispanic dude, um, and he has played Hector, I think it was a total of like 17 or 21 times or something to that effect. He was in one of the Fast and the Furious movies as Hector. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. would Even in, um, he was in Bruce Almighty as the same character. He also um, was in Training Day um, during the whole, like, you know, getting your shit pushed in SA
0: um,
1: scene. And it's just like, man, like, <clears throat> why does this guy keep getting cast as the same generic Hispanic Cholo, basically, um, character, you know? And it's it, it just funny to me because, I, like, you see him all the freaking time and it his name's always Hector in in all those movies
0: oh well, he came back as Hector in Fast and the Furious 7 that's exciting yeah that's pretty cool but yeah no i i i knew exactly who that was once i saw his face that's weird yeah he does you're right it's like um the other guy from uh grounded for life the brother he's like uh kind of italian looking let's see You gotta look his name up real quick uh kevin corrigan he's uh he was in pineapple express he was in the departed
1: yeah um, yeah i, I love him in pineapple express because he's like always wearing like these sweaters and uh um uh, the other uh, he's like a hitman or whatever and the other dude is playing the hitman is just like he's like man you're getting soft he's like you he used to be ruthless uh you know that all this other stuff and he's just like this a uh, hitman who's basically kind of just like phasing out and doesn't really want to do that stuff he wasn't i feel like he he played something in like um he was in dazed and confused yeah yep yeah yeah dazed and confused um that i, I was like man there's something in like the 80s or something that he played oh in.
0: wait 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 um i know who you're thinking of um damn it oh man he's the dude he was from like uh adam goldberg who's funny enough the writer of the goldbergs but he's the guy yeah it's like has to do with his life that guy oh you're always talking about that character yeah yeah he's the like uh writer and producer of the show but it's like based on his life but yeah adam goldberg he's um he's another one that's always in like really awkward creepy roles but i think he was in friends too Oh, he was in Zodiac. Man, everybody's been in the seven, uh, the seven uh, degrees of Zodiac. That's what they call that. <laughs> and that's how you know that everyone has some was kind he, of Was he on that Psych movie. too? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd have to look into it a little bit deeper. I went too far back. But I wouldn't be surprised, man. I'm telling you, like, there's so many people you look up and you're like, oh, they were on an episode of Psych. And it's one of those shows that I only know like two other people in the world that know it. And I'm both of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you and then the fake you um, both of y'all watch that. Cause I've, I've never seen it. I know you've tried to show it to me and get, try to get me into it, but I just can't can't get into it because I refuse to watch it. So it makes it impossible.
0: It's a fantastic show.
1: But uh, you know, I think about, we're talking about James McAvoy and they're like, honestly, like he's been in a lot of films and, and he, especially like maybe in the past 10 years, I feel like he's, you know, kind of really been out there more. Um, But really it's only a handful of films that I've actually watched, actually enjoyed, but he's so, his acting is so impactful that he sticks out as a great actor to me. You know, you you have people that you've seen in so many freaking movies. Um, I know you don't care for Bruce Willis, but Bruce Willis has probably been in upwards of 70, 80 films um, when you take into consideration what he's been doing for the past 20 years, a lot of these like direct to um, video on demand kind of movies. And yes, he has some good roles and he's, you know, has some, you know, memorable characters, but not every movie ha- that, you know, Bruce Willis has been in has been a great movie. Like he hasn't made a great movie in a very, very long time. Um, but he's, he's everybody, like when you say Bruce Willis, majority of everyone knows who you're talking about. And I feel like a lot of people know who James McAvoy is. They might not know his name, but they definitely recognize his face, um, which is surprising because, like, he has had just a handful of impactful roles. Um, and over, like, pretty much just the past, you know, 10 years, I would say is really, like, your, your meat of um, his more important roles, um, especially as playing uh, Charles Xavier. Because in X-Men First Class, I really enjoyed that film because – You get first off. I I like origin movies, um, especially when they're done correctly. I'm not saying like a lot of the newer X Men movies didn't really, you know, hit the mark. But X Men First Class really did for me, specifically for him and um, Magneto's Michael, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, yeah. The way the way that their lives came up, and you actually see like, okay, these guys they are the way that they are because of the things that have happened to them in their lives, and you see, you know, why he's in a wheelchair. And um, even later on in, in the, oh, what was the next one that came after that? Um, and you start seeing him like really- Days of Futures um, Past. Yeah, and he's like going through all this stuff and you see like him go to a really dark place and all this, stuff, this other stuff, like, you know, it's, it's believable. He, he plays the traditional Charles Xavier really well. And then you, you see him as a broken down mm-hmm. um, version and you're like, man, like this guy's actually. I can feel his pain, and I can, you know, uh, sympathize for him. And he, the same thing with Michael Fassbender as, um, as as Magneto too. Like they're just two dynamic characters that, um, in majority of comic book movies, especially before this time frame, you know, where all, all this the origins really start coming into play, um, you don't get a whole lot of depth with characters, you know, especially like the the original X Men trilogy. I mean that you they start those movies off as hey you already know who these characters are so yeah, we're we'll like jumping straight rapper. into
0: yeah <laughs> you already yeah, know yeah. who it is yeah you already
1: know who it is, yeah, um, it is. so yeah, yeah they're like oh yeah well this, this is what we're gonna do because you already know magneto you already know xavier you know you already know wolverine so like let's just jump into the action and this and that and, and they're, they're all campy and they're like they don't care too much about the story and um you know, for you to really get to know anybody. like, hey, go read a comic if you want to know who these people really are, you know what I mean, but these movies took the time to you know explain stuff and it it just it was done really well those 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 first two were really done well um and then as as you kind of you know was it days of future past that was the second one
0: yeah, that's when they have um <clears throat> I forget what the reason was that they got to go back in time. But you no, know, it's weird that you say that. I I agree. Uh, him and Michael Fassbender did. They're great dynamic characters. Uh, they work really well together. Um, yeah. It's weird after that movie they hated each other. Um, really. Because James McAvoy, for like almost a year after the movie, thought he was paralyzed because of him, and wouldn't walk. I made that up. Um, oh my It did stop. It's believable. God
1: damn it. I yeah. will
0: start Hollywood Insider Rumors by myself. Um, Look,
1: that that's extremely believable because you have a lot of, like, um, man, what do they call those actors that this, Ah, uh, oh, damn, I almost had it, too, where they literally, like, immerse their whole life in it and they started living like the character. Yeah. and And... Um, Oh, man, I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now, but um, it was believable. I was like, okay, man, this guy, like, really tricked himself into thinking that, you know, he's in a wheelchair. He's, like, and he shaves his head bald all the time and he's, like, <laughs> trying to read people's minds and all this shit. Like, uh, fuck you, dude.
0: Um, but I, dare I think you. the original ones uh, with um, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Patrick Stewart impression. Patrick Stewart and, uh what's the other guy?
1: Um. <laughs> uh uh ian mcgregor
0: ian mcgregor i i think that they uh is <laughs> it ian mcgregor colin mcgregor um, it's it's ian something but I, it? yeah it is um ian fast no way it's not I, it's not ian mcgregor isn't it like something ian something like he's got like a three-part ian name.
1: i know he's like a huge like gay act ian mckellen oh he's, ian mckellen
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i said yeah um, you and McGregor—that's that, where <laughs> I was going with that. Conor McGregor, but him and um, him and Ian McKellen—I think <laughs> they were a great, um, like, dynamic pair. I think they, like, yeah. In, in the original X Men movies, uh, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman was Jackman. Jackman like probably the best Wolverine. I don't think I could ever picture anybody as any other Wolverine. From You wasn't even their first choice either. And like, you go back and see. Uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McGregor, and it's like, they did really well together. Like their acting chemistry, I thought was fantastic. I, in a a world where maybe the movie didn't immerse me into the storyline, their characters as like, you know, used to be friends and now they're enemies was very believable. (laughs) Like I could believe that in a real world, if I met them in real life, that they were the same way, you know, like they used to be really good friends and now they hate each other.
1: Right. And when I think of Magneto and uh, Professor Xavier, I think of Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Patrick like those Stewart. are the first like mental images I have in my mind when I think of those two characters. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, even though it was, you know, some campy and some um, kind of ridiculous stuff that was happening in these movies, but I mean, they're comic book movies. So that, I mean, honestly you can do whatever you want, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can make them however. Um, and I enjoyed those movies even, you know, growing up um and i still will pretty much watch any comic book movie and get a little bit of enjoyment out of them minus i don't know like uh electra and uh oh daredevil with the daredevil
0: ba- ben yeah. bat, bat- flick no he's definitely a better yeah. bat flick than he is a daredevil
1: he definitely is yeah which all speaking of batman i i'm really looking forward to the one with um fucking uh um, oh, the one that just Ed- got edward
0: cullen the edward cullen in it <laughs> robert battinson the one that just got pushed back like a whole nother year because he's crying about covid that's cool oh thank thank god i
1: can wait and you know he just played in a movie um tenant the, the tenant i watched it uh, recently in theaters and i have not watched a movie in theaters since god i don't, I don't even remember how long but i went like a couple weekends ago and um since we saw it chapter two yeah uh, no, no, I did watch – because I went to go see um, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, and the
0: um, Chucky movie, right? You went and saw oh, Yeah, I, I did watch the They're Chucky wrong. movie.
1: But I think the last movie I saw was Terminator uh, Dark Fate um, in Virginia. Yeah, so um, – but yeah, so I went and watched this movie, and I had no idea what the movie was about. For some reason, I tricked myself. I, I went with a friend, and, and I kind of tricked myself into thinking it was like a um, – like a horror movie. I don't know what. I didn't do any research on the film whatsoever, and um, I went in and I'm like, man, I'm like waiting. Like, there's like a like some weird stuff going on with some bullets and and stuff, and I'm like, this kind of seems like maybe like a little time traveling or something. And I'm like, when does the horror movie portion start? So I'm like waiting like thirty minutes in. I'm still like, man, I'm, I'm just not scared. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this isn't and,
0: scary at uh, all. It's like the no, This isn't scary. Yeah, and I'm thinking <laughs> like the, the <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Man, this, <laughs> this just isn't scary
1: at all. I, I'm, I'm just like sitting there, like, okay, the tenant. It must be like they're in this apartment, and like their landlord is like, you know, gonna kill them, or maybe the tenant's gonna kill the landlord. I don't know. But it was like an action movie, and I'm like, God, like something's got to happen here, and there's like all this dramatic music and there's a lot of action and about halfway through the movie, Robert Pattinson comes in. I'm like, what the hell, what's Robert Pattinson doing in this film? Um, And he was actually really good and ended up being, they kept saying it wasn't time travel or whatever. Like it's just them going in reverse. And it had like a weird premise, but I, I, I really enjoyed the action scenes and I really enjoyed like everything about the movie. And, but there was something so familiar about the movie the entire time. I'm like, what is this? What is this movie like, have I, have I seen a preview for it? Or what is it that this movie remind me of? And then at the end, it's like, bam, uh, made by Christopher Nolan. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, it reminds me of Inception. Like, just that weird stuff that can happen with the world and stuff like that. Um, and I instantly was like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan? Oh, I love the movie. The movie was amazing. You know, like, <laughs> it just, but it's like I enjoyed the movie while it was going on. But he the Robert Pattinson, like, I hadn't seen him in much other than, getting killed 30 minutes uh it's this 30 minute portion that he was in um harry pothead and you know he gets killed in that and um and then in the the twilight movies that my ex made me uh sit through you know I, every single one of them on two separate occasions i had to sit through the entire um uh set of movies and um uh that's all i know like i see robert Patton's face i'm like fam, that's that's you know Edward colon that's all he is that's all he'll ever be um but then I saw him in this. I'm like, okay, yeah, it was pretty good. And then um, he's been getting a lot of praise for that, like Lighthouse movie. And yeah, I, I, need know. To, I need, I need to watch it. Yeah, because I like William Defoe. But he's he's been uh, <laughs> he's been uh, getting a lot of praise for that. And I'm like, okay, I definitely need to check that out. But I love Batman so much, so it's like no matter like what, if it's a good Batman movie or Batman Batman movie, I'm going to watch it. Um, and make my own determination on it. But the the trailer just looked really, like, really it was well. that, it doesn't that look like dark, it's going to be, like, comic booky. It
0: It was taken back to the original, like, dark, ominous detective comics, like Detective yeah. Batman. And, that, and that, I like that. I'm excited to see that because that's probably my favorite thing about Batman is not yeah, he's the cool gadgets, not the – it's like he does so much research. Mm-hmm. And I like that part of him. Um, he was in that movie – Robert Pattinson was in uh, The Devil All the Time, a new Netflix movie with Tom Holland and Bill Skarsgård. It's got a ton of people in that movie. And it's freaking awesome. Like, I absolutely love that movie. I I think I watched it uh, maybe a week after it it showed up on Netflix, and I've been telling everybody I know, like, to watch that. If you like Lawless or um, Highwaymen or uh, Public Enemy, like that old, like, kind of 50s-style, 40s, 50s-style movie, it's it's like that and it's got a great storyline i mean my only complaint is bill scars guards in it in the beginning and his southern accent is the worst like fake i don't even know what he was trying to sound like it sounds like he has a mouthful of like like he glued his teeth shut and he's trying to talk with bubble gum on his glued teeth like it, it was just it i could do without his southern accent but the rest of the movie um I would go back and watch that movie a hundred times over. I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, that's, I mean, I haven't seen Robert Pattinson in anything except for um, the uh, Harry Potter movie where he gets got and he gets got, I never saw the twilight movies. Uh, I had no interest. I have heard the books are really good.
1: I've heard I heard the read. books
0: are a, a lot better. Um, I can't and, read. And more like gender neutral. I, I think the movies are more swayed towards like 15 year old girls. Um, yeah. So I will tell you this, okay?
1: Like, I'm I, I, not, not a Twilight fan uh, by a long shot. Uh, the first one is really hard to get through. There, there's some uh, decent scenes and stuff like that, but uh, it's, it's just a straight up love story and it's kind of mushy and gross. And the second one's kind of boring. The third one gets a little bit better, but the last two um, really... I have a pretty decent story and I have a lot of action. Like there's a lot of fight scenes and stuff like that. And um, it actually turns into not so much a, a love story anymore as much as it is. I mean, it's still a love story, but it's so much as this is what I'm willing to do. And this is how far I'm willing to go for someone that I love. And instead of it just being like, oh, I found this person and now we're going to live happily ever after. Because we all know that that's not true. You know what I mean? I mean, it, I, It's I, far I mean, from fairy tale.
0: Oddly enough, Dakota Fanning, I think, was in one of those, right? Or two of those, a few of those. Movies. She
1: was in like the, the three, like three of them, three or four.
0: And I know how, how far you've mentioned you would go uh, to marry Dakota Fanning. So that's I a mean, weird coincidence.
1: <laughs> very, very weird coincidence, yeah. Uh, Dakota, Dakota Fanning has to be our age, right? Like she has to be. Like I, I still picture her as being like uh, from cat in a hat, being like six or seven years old. Cause she's so small and she looks so young, but she has to be g- approaching 30 years old, right? Like, uh, she was and I think in, she still looks the same to this day.
0: She was born in 94. She almost looks like okay. Kristen Stewart nowadays. Um, so she's like 26. Yeah, she, she's almost <laughs> 27. Gross, <laughs> She'll be 27 oh, okay. in February, February. So that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. That's coming up on almost 30. So what I just said wasn't creepy.
1: Thank God. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, and she was still like you know. uh, But it's it's crazy, like you know, a little off topic or extremely off topic by this point. But um, James McAvoy, you see characters, yeah, you see these (laughs) characters in movies, and they kind of um, they never become they never grow up, especially with child actors. You imagine them as no one wants to think of crackhead Macaulay Culkin. You think of Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, yeah. or The Good Son, or or whatever that movie was called. Um, and, and they're just forever implemented, like forever children inside of our minds. You know what I mean? Like um, I, I I always remember Steve Martin having white hair. Yeah even in like the seventies, he still had white hair from my understanding. Leslie Nelson has, has had white hair since like the fifties, yep. you know? And I'm just like, you know, you, you see these characters and that's who they are forever, you know? And it's like, you know, with her, like, uh, you know, I saw her whenever she was like, a ch- like super young man. Like, I mean, super young playing the movies and was a, a good actor back then. Um, And you know, it's kind of seemed like she's gotten worse over the years, which is like, kind of not what's supposed to happen it's was she better
0: was she in hide and seek
1: yeah with robert De Niro. robert De Niro. yeah okay yeah and she yeah, was she really was, young in that yeah really young and um wasn't was she in uh was she in
0: signs or was that a, a different girl mm, i never saw signs i'm not a big uh, alien fan i don't had, i don't care much for like alien based movies but, but it had a twist was it an m night Shyamalan? yeah it was oh, th- oh then i'll go back and watch it yeah,
1: and it has the hair lip of reminder of what uh could it oh, could have been. Yeah, oh, and man. it has and it has the the drunk um uh anti semitist uh, uh Mel Gibson in it too, so
0: Hey, Mad Max, yeah. everybody's favorite. Everybody, everybody's favorite Mad racist. Max. Jesus hating, <laughs>
1: yeah. Jew hating um, Mel, uh, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I'm saying, man. Like I, you think about it, like the, these people just never grow up and they never, they're never anybody else, you know, like Adam Sandler. I still think of like Billy Madison and, um, uh, freaking, um, man, what's that other movie? That's exactly like Billy
0: Madison, but happy Gilmore. No, not happy Gilmore. <laughs> Back to school with, uh, Rodney Dangerfield.
1: Well, I mean, the thing, the thing with Adam Sandler is it's hard, so hard to distinguish his movies because he's literally the same character almost in every single movie, movie minus um, one <laughs> um, uncut gems. Yeah, yeah, and that that's, like, the best role ever, and um, I've had a few, like, uncut gem moments, like, hanging out with people that are, like, have that personality, and it's not, like, and that's really what it boils down to is the dude, he, he has an addiction, you know what I mean, it, like i don't i didn't even realize he had the gambling addiction until like maybe like 75 percent of the way through the movie i was like oh shit like that's his problem because I, I kept thinking i was like man why is he owe all these people money this and that and then it's all of a sudden like when when he gets that stone and he gets that money or he gives that guy the freaking opal or whatever and he gets that money he's like instantly like yeah like yeah like we can we can put this money down we can we can make a lot of money we're going to do a lot of good things and you just see like the gears in his brain just working, and the craziness developing in his eyes, and you're like, "Wow, this guy literally had a way to to fix his whole life, and everything would have been fine, but he just could not stop, you know." Yeah. And um, and I have yeah, I hadn't been around a whole bunch of people with like gambling addictions or anything like that, but it just goes to show that like addiction is addiction, like regardless if it's gambling, alcohol, drugs, they get this like where their whole life is you know built towards it, and and the way he portrayed that in the film was just I mean, it was just, like, spot on. Like, I got chills, and I got anxious, and I got mad at quiet. him. Yeah, I was getting pissed off at him the whole time. Like, bro, like, fix your fucking life. Like, come on, you can do it. But when you think about it, like, the people who have these addictions, they just can't, you know what I mean? And it, it, it just, they just fuck themselves over.
0: I mean, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll end on this note. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here in a second. I'm addicted to Dave and Drew do movies. And if you listen to this yeah. – on, uh, on Spotify, thank you very much. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, then go ahead and uh, smash that like button. Uh, do whatever you got to do to that bell icon and hit subscribe. And stay tuned for more upcoming episodes. But uh, this has been Dave and Drew Do Movies, and I'm Dave.
1: And I'm Drew.